You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. It is Friday, October 20th, and we're talking Twins baseball today with our good friend, Rhett Bollinger, our Twins reporter for MLB.com. Rhett, we thank you for the time as always. And what I'd like to do today is uh, kind of take a look back at uh, the the evolution of the Twins rotation uh, between opening day and the, the end of the regular season. Of course, the Twins had uh, an extra game with the wild card game, uh, the loss at Yankee Stadium. But nonetheless, uh, I think it's always interesting to look back and just see how many changes a starting staff undergoes because there's always, you know, health issues. There could be some trades, guys getting promoted from the minor leagues and so on and so forth. And I think it's interesting to look back and see just how much change takes place during the course of a long uh, six-month baseball season. So with that in mind, right, kind of take us down this path and explain to us, you know, how the Twins rotation did change between uh, opening day and the end of the year. Well, the Twins definitely use a lot of starting pitchers this year. It seemed like Irvin Santana was that one constant in the rotation. Uh, otherwise, you know, Jose Barrios had a nice uh, second year, but he wasn't even, you know, part of the original staff to start out the season. So uh, they had veterans originally early on, guys like Phil Hughes and Hector Santiago, uh, who both uh, ended up having, you know, season-ending injuries. So they lost those guys. Uh, Adalberto Mejia is a, a young rookie who's part of the rotation. who's kind of up and down. Also had an injury of his own with a biceps injury there in August. Uh, so he was kind of out of the mix. Um, so just a lot of guys are kind of, you know, dealt with injuries and, and, and there's been a lot of changes. Kyle Gibson started out in the rotation, had a really rough go early on. He even spent some, spent some time there in Triple A and was optioned, which was kind of a surprise given he's a veteran. Um, but he had a rough go there, so he went down to Triple A. Then he became one of their most dependable starters there in the second half uh, and really was a big reason why they ended up making that wild card game. Uh, and then a young guy like Adalberto Mejia showed some flashes. Um, but Barrios obviously had a, a very good season. But the fact that he started the year in AAA because he pitched in the World Baseball Classic. Um, so, yeah, except Urban Santana was maybe just like the one guy who uh, was really the one constant for the Twins. He used a lot of starting pitchers. You know, a lot of young guys came up and, and made their debut. Guys like Aaron Sleggers. They had to use some spot starts from guys like uh, Dylan G. Uh, even Dietrich Enns from the trade from the Yankees. And, of course, they had Jaime Garcia uh, for one start as well uh, after they traded for him, and then they traded him back away uh, to the Yankees just a few days later after his one start. So this is a team that definitely relied on a lot of arms this year. Uh, it was pretty impressive to see a team have that many starting pitchers, which generally isn't a good thing. You know, it means he had a lot of injuries. You know, I think teams would ideally love to have five or six guys take the ball you know, every day, but uh, you know, this is a team that relied on a ton of arms. And really, uh, you know, Urban Santana was the one guy – who made more than 30 starts. And, of course, they had, you know, Bartolo Colon, who was added late and provided a spark there for a little while while as well. But all in all, uh, I believe they had 16 different guys uh, start for them in 2017. And it seems like, you know, in, in past years, that would be an alarming number. But uh, given the day and age of baseball that we're currently in, it's, it almost seems like that's the norm or not that far from it to have, uh, you know, well into double digits uh, guys that start during the course of uh, a baseball season. And the Twins, of course, no different, as you said, using uh, 16 here in uh, 2017. Focusing our rat on Irvin Santana, you know, this is a, an illustration that one-loss records are are pretty much meaningless these days because his ERA between this year and last year was nearly identical. It was 3-3-8 in 2016, 3-2-8 here in 2017, yet he wins 16 games this year and he went 7-11 and last year. So that just goes to show uh, 
how you know how misleading one loss records can be Santana a good illustration of that and I think it's easy to forget now but for a while I mean for the first month and a half even two months of the season you could have made a very strong case he was the best pitcher in the major leagues complete games shutouts and I mean he he was better than anybody could have expected he really was like you said that first couple months he was lights out um he was you know you said he definitely arguably the the best pitcher that during that span is ERA was incredibly low. I think in uh, in April he had an ERA of .77, just to kind of give you a show how good he was in April. Um, but he finished strong. You know, he had a tough June. I think in June his ERA was above six. Uh, but in August he had a 2.95 ERA. In September, down the stretch, he had a 3.31 ERA. So he was able to kind of right the ship there after a little bit of a scuffle halfway through the season. But he made every start. He led the team with 33 starts. And like you said, you know, his ERA was actually yeah just a little bit lower than last year. Um, but, you know, had, had nine more wins. So um, definitely a better season for him, though. You know, he reached 200 innings for the first time since 2013. Uh, you know, 33 starts were the most he's made since 2011. So that was the thing. He was the anchor, and that doesn't even count the fact that he started in the AL wildcard game. As we know, that one didn't go too well for him. You know, I said the 3 nothing lead early, gives up the big three run lead to, to Didi Gregorius, and it kind of went down the hill, hill from there. Um, as we've seen so far in this postseason, uh, Pitching at Yankee Stadium and just winning at Yankee Stadium has pretty much been impossible. We've seen that with the Astros, too. Even Dallas Keuchel got hit around pretty hard there uh, in the Game 5 loss. And the Yankees are undefeated so far at Yankee Stadium. So it's probably just too out of the norm from this postseason. But uh, to only last two innings and give up four runs definitely hurt the Twins there uh, in the wildcard game. But overall, the Twins are definitely very happy with what they got from him. You know, he led the American League with three shutouts. He also had five complete games. So that's the thing. When he's on, he's as good as they get. You know, his slider is incredible. It's still one of the best pitches in baseball. Um, and when he locates his fastball and locates that slider, um, right-handed hitters just don't have a chance against him because from what I've heard from talking to Chris Jimenez and Jason Castro, is it just has such a late break to it, that slider does. And the fact that he, the way he throws it, it comes out of his hand almost the exact same way as his fastball. So guys just can't pick up on it. Um, and so, yeah, just a lot of swings and misses, a lot of weak contact with it. Um, so, yeah, he's definitely their ace, uh, you know, undisputedly at this point. Um, although Jose Barrios, I think, next year will have a, a chance to kind of stake his claim as well. Yeah, no question. But for 2017, like you said, Santana was certainly the guy. Now, in terms of looking forward uh, with Santana, this is a guy, he's not old by any means, but he's not not a spring chicken. I believe he's 34 now. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of uh, miles on the arm. What are the expectations for him in 2018? Is it is it reasonable to expect, you know, given his age and given uh, how many innings have come out of that arm, to expect another 30-plus start, 200-plus inning campaign? Or is there speculation that maybe, you know, th- this is a, a a late career peak for him and that it's it's unrealistic to expect that again? I think at this point, I think they, they expect, I don't know if they expect that exact same ERA. Obviously, 3.28 ERA is, is very good. Um, or better than very good. It's pretty, you know, pretty uh, elite there. But um, I think they want to see something similar in terms of the amount of innings. I mean, he's never really been a guy who's had any injury problems at all. Um, you know, he's been pretty consistent throughout his career. We do know, obviously, he did have a suspension for, uh, you know, um, PEDs a couple years ago for the Twins. But otherwise, um, this is a guy that usually always takes the ball. I mean, I think he's, took, you know, you look at all the years dating back to pretty much his whole career, he's pretty much always been a guy who's taking the ball 30 times a year. Um, so I think they expect that for him to kind of be that, that anchor and be that guy they can count on. You know, next year is the last year uh, of his contract before a, a club option they have uh, on him for the next season. Um, but I, I do think next year they're definitely going to kind of lean on him. And I think in uh, 2019 they have an option for him for $14 million that um, 
would uh, would best if he throws uh, 200 innings next year, which is certainly a possibility, or even a combined 400. So if he goes right around 190 innings this year, that becomes uh, an option that vests and let him have for an extra year. So um, we'll see what happens. You never know. Sometimes when you get to that age, some guys hit a wall. But I think at this point, there's no real reason to think that he's going to fall off just because, like I said, he finished the second half strong. It wasn't like he had any injury concerns. Um, he's got, you know, a, a very easy, you know, kind of uh, delivery, I guess you could say. Um, so, yeah, I think, like I said, they're, they're definitely counting on him. But I do think that Rios is kind of the up-and-comer that they really want to count on going forward. But I, I think next year they still see Santana as that kind of veteran leader. Yeah, no question. And uh, to further expand on Barrios, you know, this is a guy a couple years ago, I believe, he started the Futures game uh, two years in a row. Uh, quite an honor for him. But his first taste of the big leagues in 2016 did not go well. The ERA was over eight, uh, just getting hammered uh, seemingly, you know, every single start, you know, sent back down uh, to the minors to get his uh, head together. And, you know, did he ever do that? Uh, he comes back up. He makes uh, 25 starts uh, in 2017 and ERA below four. We saw some flashes of uh, brilliance from him. And, uh, you know, again, just talk about going forward. I, I know that the the stuff and the talent and the pedigree is all there with Barrios. And I think the expectation for him is that 2018 could be that real breakout campaign. Yeah, exactly. I think the Twins could definitely uh, would love to see him break out and be you know, an all-star pitcher the way that Santana was last year. And I think he has. Um, the stuff and the ability to do that. Um, as you said, his rookie season definitely did not go to plan. You know, with an ERA of you know 8.02 and in, in, in 14 starts, uh, despite being a, you know a huge prospect. But you forget that he was only 22 years old. You know, in 2016, he was a really young kid. Uh, I think that it just kind of the big stage got to him a little bit. He wasn't locating like he usually did in the minor leagues. He didn't realize that you know hitters lay off a lot of the stuff that you know minor league guys swing at. Um, and I think, too, there's a little bit of an issue of tipping pitches a little bit, especially with this changeup from what I was told. Um, so, yeah, he went down and kind of worked on all that, uh, got his confidence back up. Uh, you know, he pitched in the World Baseball Classic and showed some flashes in March, but it kind of hurt his cause to make the rotation out of spring training. So he ended up going down to AAA to kind of refine everything down there in April. He dominated AAA again like he always did. I mean, you look at his minor league numbers, and you know why he was a top prospect, because he just, he just dominated hitters in the minor leagues. Um, and he finally came up in May, and, and sure enough, right from the start, he, he looked like a different pitcher. You know, in May, he had a 2.7 ERA with 27 strikeouts and 26 innings, so he was striking out guys, only you know, eight walks during that span, too, so he kind of got his uh, control under. Uh, you know, so you, and then June, he kept it going. He had a rough July, um, but you know, finished pretty strong. I think at the end of the year, you could tell that he hadn't pitched that many innings before. That was the big thing. He pitched pretty deep into the season for the first time in his career. Because he was not a September call-up uh, the year prior, so he'd never pitched that deep into September. So that is the one thing. He's not a big guy, you know. He's kind of, you know, not that he's a slight guy, but he's, he's six foot, one eighty-five. Uh, you know, very well built. A guy that really does spend a lot of time in the off-season working out and loves to post it on his Instagram and Twitter and everything. Let the fans know that he's out there working uh, to kind of go with his nickname of La Maquina, which is uh, the machine. Um, but just a good kid and, and someone that I think finally kind of has that confidence now. And I think that Irvin Santana really took him under his wing, too, to help him because he realized it's such a mental game, you know, especially at that age, you know, to only be 23 now. It's kind of the same thing on the other side of the coin with Byron Buxton, too, being another top prospect that kind of had a rough go early. I think sometimes it's just that mental the expectation, put too much pressure on yourself, and you realize, wait a minute, it's the same game up here in the major leagues. I got to just focus on, you know, what I can control and, and that kind of thing. And I think once those guys kind of figured that out, they took that next step, um, and I think this young core here is definitely exciting, and I think that Barrios 
is the one pitcher as part of that core that they're most excited about. Uh, and definitely for good reason, considering his, his kind of big season here he just had as a 23-year-old. And uh, not to be overlooked, uh, two guys we've referenced already, Alberto Mejia and Kyle Gibson. So, right in the minute or two we have left, uh, talk about the excitement level for the two of them, especially Gibson, who really put it together in the second half. Yeah, Mejia, you know, is a guy that uh, they like a lot, too. Elected they got for Eduardo Nunez, showed some flashes as a rookie year, you know, had a pretty decent ERA. The big thing with him was just get deeper into games, I think, same thing, I think, once he kind of learns to trust his stuff. Because he's a lefty, you can throw 95 with a good, you know, breaking ball. So I think once he learns to kind of attack hitters, kind of the same way that Barrios did, I think he could actually have a very good season. Um, and then Gibson, like you said, he had that, you know, rough first half. But the second half, he was lights out. I mean, he was one of the most consistent starters uh, in the second half. And without him, yeah, I don't think they made the wild card game. Um, so, yeah, just the fact that he was able to do that, the Twins would love to see him continue to do that next year. We know he's not a big strikeout guy but sure enough second half he struck out almost you know batter per inning and looked like a different pitcher so I think once he got his mechanics in order uh he became better I think he kind of was working through mechanical stuff all year I think it kind of clicked for him in that second half and if he can kind of uh build on that next year that'd be huge you know if they can get him he had to you know get better and, and Gibson to be as consistent as he was to go along with Santana and Barrios at least they have that good core there maybe the fifth starter situation and they've got some internal candidates, but I do think they'll go out there on the free agent market or, or trade and, and bolster this rotation, but certainly some good signs from both Gibson and Mejia as well. No question. Could be a sneaky good rotation in Minnesota for 2018 as they look to build on their wild card, uh, wild card appearance here in 2017. We'll see what the future holds in store. Rhett Bollinger, great stuff as always. We'll do it again at this time next week. In the meantime, Matt Wehmeyer signing off for MLB.com Extras, Minnesota Twins.